0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Up The Vibe and today I have the pleasure of speaking to Amy Belair who is the host of the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a podcast on both spiritual and psychic awakening. Hi Amy, how are you doing?
1: Hi Joe, I'm so happy to be here and talking with you again.
0: Yes, it's great to speak to you having been on your podcast uh, just over a year ago.
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: (laughs) My uh, (laughs) time has flown and since then you've moved house and you've had a baby, so tell me first about the changes in your life in in this period
1: <laughs> yeah it yes I I think shortly before I spoke with you um I was doing a ton of readings and a ton of podcast conversations both for my podcast and other podcasts and in preparation for having a baby and then I had a baby and like it was like like <laughs> the brakes were hit everything you know uh he's a He's a very sensitive soul and he's my first colicky baby. So it's been quite a year. And then we um, also moved house, like you said, to a beautiful place in the countryside, which I'm so thrilled about. And at the same time that we were moving, um, I had a really significant autoimmune flare up. Um, but I think it had to do with like, it, it was my own version of ascension symptoms, and I had to calibrate to okay. all of that as well. So it's been like whew, a journey since yes, we last can... spoke.
0: <laughs> For sure. Uh, and you recently um, came back onto your podcast after a bit of a break. And tell me a bit about uh, that because it from listening to your own podcast, it seems quite a profound period that you had as well.
1: Yeah, it was. It was so, I mean, it had so much to do with those things, right? Like I kept working um, after I had William, my son and like through the period of our move and even with the autoimmune flare up but something really happened in January. Like I I was so pumped for everything to keep going in December even though I was feeling like really tired as well Um, but I was still full of creative juice. And then all of a sudden in January, it was like just, It's like, I went blank. It was such a strange feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't, it wasn't depression because I wasn't sad and nothing was wrong. I wasn't hopeless, but it was very similar to depression um, in, in terms of like the internal state, like sort of like, this is going to sound, I don't know, kind of dramatic, but it was like why am I getting like, what is there to get up for in the morning? But it wasn't, it wasn't a, I feel sorry for myself thing. And like, obviously Mm -hmm. I get up for my kids and, you know, in in one of those ways is like, thank goodness I have kids because I have to get up in the morning, Mm -hmm. but it was just a really like, it's like all of my ambitions just disappeared and all of my sense of direction disappeared. Mm -hmm. And, um, it took a long time to process. It really threw me off kilter because I didn't know what was happening. I I also like my grandfather passed away in January, which actually was a big a relief and a blessing for him to just Mm -hmm. be released from, you know, a a life of dementia and COVID lockdowns. And um and then we all got COVID. And that kind of like compounded it all. Mm -hmm. But honestly it started at the very beginning of January and it took me until I think it was the end of February, beginning of March to be like, hold on, I'm having, it, it felt like I was having old, uh, like new, uh, like an iOS upgrade, like like some <laughs> operating system upgrade. So old hardware had to be disinstalled or deinstalled. And that's what January felt like. Um, mm-hmm. And then the new software had to be installed and mm-hmm or new hardware. I don't know, whatever. It just felt big. Like it wasn't a little thing. It was a really big thing. But since then I have so much more clarity and more understanding of sort of what, what is happening here and who I am. I believe that what happened was like a large portion of my ego just dissolved, which does not mean that I don't have an ego. It's just like things that I really used to anchor myself in my understanding of who I am in the world just they just were released they just weren't Mm -hmm. relevant anymore and hence that feeling of like what am I doing what am I getting up for what is meaningful to me um and it was because bigger things had to come in so it's like space had to be cleared up for for those bigger things
2: yeah
0: when um I came on your podcast um part of the reason was to discuss and to talk about my journey, which was um, started sort of in 2019 around then, when I started to open myself up to trying to understand the world in a different way and break down some of my belief systems. And certainly before I came on your podcast around 2020, I felt that the more and more I got into the, the topics of you know what's going on with the, the deep state um with awakening expanding consciousness and all this I did feel that I was becoming a little bit ungrounded and needed to reground myself back into into the 3D and just reappreciate um what what was still a, a part of my life really and still is now obviously but um would you say that some of that was there as well in in, in the mm-hmm. last few months a little bit of being so involved and so um aware of of what's going on in the world and the and the light codes and everything going on that you needed to sort of come back a little bit to the the 3d a bit and re-ground a little bit
1: I definitely I feel like that's actually what's happening happening with me right now like so where I am it's almost uh, 20 to four in the afternoon and today is normally my day off and I just spent the whole morning I sent my husband out to just have some alone time and I just did a bunch of therapeutic cleaning and hung out with my kids and it was fantastic and it was like it's funny because I keep thinking like oh, maybe I need to hire um, a nanny to come help me or like, I don't know, like I should outsource these things because they're not necessarily the, from a certain perspective, they're not the best use of my time. But actually when I lean into it, I'm like, no, I have to do these things. They're so grounding. Mm -hmm. They, they do bring me out of all of that outside world stuff Mm -hmm. and back into just like, you know, feathering my nest and tending to my family and tending to my body and and our needs. Um, But I I would say over the course of 2022, I mean, that might've been part of it too in January. Like I just totally disconnected from any of it. I actually have no Mm -hmm. idea what's going on in the news except for what (laughs) I pick up um, from um, my husband kind of gives me updates. Like I know the Roe versus Wade thing. Um, but it's like, I know it at just a very surface level yeah. because the same as you were saying, like it was very ungrounding and I could feel the way that my powerful creatorship energy was being compromised. It was being funneled towards, you know, all, all of these things, even in the, even in the pursuit of truth and like disclosure and all that stuff, it's still at the end of the day when I checked in with myself, it felt very disempowering. Like I was, I was making my moves. I was strategizing my life around things like mandates and, you know, whatever, whatever Mm. stuff we were hearing in the news at the time. Mm. And I was like, like, screw that. I, I I don't need to, I don't need to play this game. I I can be here, but I don't need to play that game.
0: Sure. Yeah. I, I feel the same way in terms of, um, in 2020, re- relating back to that period, I, I felt as I got more into it and started to be a bit of a rebel, I must say, in terms of uh, what was going on. A lot of people following, you know, the masks and uh, lockdown and everything. And now I, I wanted to just to stand up and say, no, this isn't right. But I felt that in that period, I was I was feeding the beast to a certain extent. And I yeah. I, I recognised that. And I think we need to, I needed to, to stop and to just to kind of check in with myself and just work on myself, and as you say, I, I've become very—I um, I don't know—alienated. Th- is that the word, right word? From from the news, I feel like it's it's like a theater that's yes. going on out there. It's—I uh, yeah. I, I could watch, uh, you know, a, a soap and, and feel the same way. You know, it's 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 just a lot of theater and a lot of um, emotions going one way, and then it's the next day, it's a new thing, and. Um, and that's okay it's going on but I know that more and more people are waking up to the theatre and and seeing that they don't need to divert so much energy to that and to bring put more energy into themselves and I think that's that is part of the transition that everyone's going through at their own at their own way and I've certainly um, felt that myself not just in terms of what, what I've been talking about but also starting this podcast it was a a journey for me to go through. And it's, it's part of that kind of, uh, that transition.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, uh, you, you mentioned earlier, I just wanted to uh, say that it reminded me today, I've done some therapeutic pressure washing and, uh, planting some vegetables in the garden. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> being, yeah. being with the earth is so important right now, at least in these times and just, just getting your feet muddy, <laughs> you know, in the garden and things.
1: <laughs> it is. And yeah. like those, those, um, kind of, you know, Root chakra activities that are they're around survival, but they're also around thriving. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like self-reliance and like, like being sort of turning our focus in inwards towards ourself and our well-being and what we need day to day in order to be well. I, for me, though those activities I used to. It's not that I outsourced them before; like I've always done them myself, and I've always kind of enjoyed them. But I all, have also have an avoidant relationship with them for a long time in my life and this year I'm really feeling called to like tidy all that stuff up like go through my accounting and like get my all of my numbers really sorted out not just last minute in like a taxes are due way but like you know, really looking at my numbers and being present with them and getting down on my hands and knees today and cleaning my kitchen floor and cleaning the front fronts of the cupboards, like all those things that are tending to my existence here. It -hmm. feels really good to do that. It feels like, um, yeah, therapeutic.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Turning to your podcast, when when I first heard to you, uh, heard about you, it was with um, Sam Tripoli. And I think listening to other guests on your podcast it seems like that was quite a quite a moment it really did uh, broad- broaden your audience because I hear yeah. so many saying that's where I first heard you and that was such a good interview and in, in, for me I started to understand and hear about the Akashic record um, I think that was one of the most one of the things that I do remember most uh, amongst many other things in terms of the third eye and awakening and, and the conscious expansion and all this have you kept in touch with Sam?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was just on zero last month, like about a month ago, I think. Okay.
0: Again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's great. He, he was certainly one of the, one of the original podcasts. I think it was a time when I was thinking, uh, so what's going on in the world? And this is when I was into uh, what's going on with UFOs and with the pyramids and who built them. And I just thought tinfoil hat. Okay. Let's put that in the search term in, in Spotify and, I started listening to this um this podcast and bizarrely it i i witnessed how how it just revved up in terms of audience numbers so so much um at the start of 2020 um and there's another podcast i was listening to called no mercy and then those two just sort of combined it was kind of weird i was listening to random podcasts and then suddenly they'd sort of combine sort of like all oh, the world the what this world that were kind of disparate and seemed like you know unaligned started aligning and coming together and I, I saw the I feel like I was, I was lucky enough to sort of witness the growth of, of some part of this kind of truth movement, I guess it's now, now big and, uh, and very present right now in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, it's interesting. I came to learn about the Tim Boyle hat podcast through the no mercy podcast. Oh, okay. We had Sam right. on as a guest and yeah. I was like, well, oh, he's go. smart. He knows some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't to look into him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the No Mercy podcast is another one. It's a lot of swearing. And it started off as um, about sports, sort of sports analysis, but somehow just randomly, I think one of, the, one of the people on it decided let's just do conspiracy stuff just for a bit of fun. And that it just took off in that world because um, they, they were doing like loads of bets and things of what, what would happen next. And they were starting to actually yeah. predict stuff. And it was kind of, wow, <laughs> there's something to this. If you can sort of start to predict who's going to be the next, you know... Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there was just things they could just predict, just watching the world just unfold in this kind of bizarre way as it did. Um, so, yeah, I just want to know, um, what what kind of books do you read, and what what sort of things do you do in your spare time to sort of keep yourself, you know, educated, I guess, as well as just just as well as fiction.
1: Yeah, I I actually i haven't read any books in a really long time i think the last book that i really got into was the game of thrones series and that was like seven or eight years ago and i have nothing against books i think i'm just going through one of those phases where Mm -hmm. books are not where i get my information um but I do listen to a lot of podcasts, and I also listen to um, YouTube videos in the background while I'm, you know, cleaning, whatever, mm-hmm. cooking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it kind of goes in waves for me. Like for a while, I was listening to a lot of astrology podcasts to kind of, or or YouTube channels to kind of understand the energy of like what's going on right now um Pam Gregory yeah um, I was
0: literally just thinking about her she was one of the first yeah. ones I saw with Bracca is it yeah.
1: yeah and she and she does great she does great like little 20 to 30 minute summations of you know the the yeah. energy for a particular kind of two-week period and um Serious Joy is another really good one he does a big in-depth like weekly show every every Sunday is when it comes out. Um, It's really cool. But now I've kind of drifted away from that. And let me see. I'm really interested in what other people are um, kind of understanding in terms of consciousness expansion, uh, tools for that, like uh, breath work, micro dosing, quantum healing, that kind of stuff. So I kind of just like use my my podcasts, like the search engine to to pull up new shows all the time. Mm-hmm. So i I think it's because I'm a mom. Like I think that's a huge reason to two little ones that I take most of my information in Audibly these days.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what do you, what do you consider a uh, channeling is? Talking about uh, sort of, um, Pam Gregory and Bracker when they they channel. And there's so many other ones, and this is something I kind of got. First, you, you hear people that they, um, sometimes they change their voice, sometimes they don't, but they they say they're channeling other entities. And it's something you think, oh, is this it's just a load of nonsense? But then when you hear some of the information that comes out and the way it's described in such, in a, such a fluent way, you start to doubt the fact that you can't see how that's made up. <laughs> It's just the way it comes out, and the the, in such such a way. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. So I think channeling. Um, I think there's two different kind of types of channeling. Where one is like trance channeling, and you know, I think there's probably varying degrees of trance channeling, like complete trance channeling, where like kind of like Daryl uh, Daryl Anka is that his Mm -hmm. name? And Bashar, Mm -hmm. where daryl just sidesteps and bashar Mm -hmm. just totally comes in and speaks um and then you know there's i think for some people it's a little bit half and half like they're still kind of present but another consciousness another aspect of themselves i think is usually what it is but it could be Mm -hmm. you know a separate consciousness comes in and speaks through them and they're like like a good example would be um abraham hicks but there are a lot of a lot of people that kind of do that half and half and then I think like channeling without it being a trance channeling thing I feel like a lot of us do this these days like more and more and more I just mm-hmm. feel like everybody's gifts are coming on board like so significantly but for myself I'm not a trance channel I'm always present when I'm channeling um but it's just like information comes through that was not the like byproduct of like the like a fabrication of my human consciousness mind Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um so i don't know if the information was already in there and i'm just channeling from my own subconscious possibly i could be channeling from the collective superconscious. i don't i don't like i don't have like you know a council of nine or anything like that (laughs) that i'm channeling from to my awareness they just it information just comes through yeah I I often refer to it as they, but I don't know who they are. Um, And I, so for example, I um, channeled these, a series of eight transmissions last year called the priestess transmissions, which Mm -hmm. um, I then worked with my um, soul sister, Amron Bevels to turn into a book. And while I was channeling that stuff, like, I was there. I was speaking it. I can remember like sitting in my office and recording the information. But to this day, when I read a passage or I listen to it, I'm like, I totally forgot that I said that I totally forgot. And, and I can tell like, uh, like that's, it's almost like reading a book someone else wrote, like that's new information to me. That's, that's not, um, it's not me passing on my own human consciousness wisdom. It's, it's coming uh-huh. from somewhere else. Um, but I, with the, with the other kind of channeling, like I had the craziest experience this week where I woke up in the middle of the night and realized that I was like, I don't know. It was like, I was astral projected, but because I woke up in my body, I was then bilocated, and I, you know, was, I don't know. It's so weird. I don't want to like tell my whole dream. Nobody cares. But uh, Mm -hmm. ultimately the important point is that I remembered that I had been um, shown ships because I I don't like spaceships confuse me. Okay. We can talk about that more if you want, but they could, they confuse me. So I was like, I'm always skeptical that ships exist. I'm not skeptical that interdimensional or extraterrestrial or aliens exist i'm just skeptical of ships for whatever reason and so when i woke up in the middle of the night i remembered that i was being shown ships and then i remembered like oh i'm on a ship and i remember um an alien holding my face and telling me what i'm supposed to do and the transmission that that I got from the alien is that I'm supposed to start speaking light language and do like these hand movements and make intense eye contact with people (laughs) and like do all these things Mm -hmm. and like write the write this light language and activate them into remembering who they actually are like like the wholeness of who they are so their galactic selves or their starseed selves or their angelic origins or you know whatever like any of the multi-dimensional aspects of self that we can be and since then i have just been like talking light language and i never that has never been on my radar before okay just speaking this like like to what you were saying about like is changing like sometimes my voice changes and I just I'm just walking around my house just and it just comes out of my mouth and my kids are kind of like what's that right. <laughs> and yeah. so I feel like um I feel like channels are really opening up and there is a part of me that kind of wants to remain like the 3d part of me that kind of still wants to remain skeptical <clears throat> But, from my own experience, I think it's I think it's real. I think maybe some people, it's possible that they're faking it, but I honestly don't think like who gets rich just like showing up and channeling nonsense. Mm. You know, mm. like from an inauthentic place. Yeah, I don't think it happens. I think that the people who truly are channeling some higher dimensional consciousness, um, people can feel that. They know, Mm -hmm. they know through the transmissions that it's coming from somewhere else
2: yeah
0: well we don't know what consciousness is ultimately and it's it's (laughs) without knowing what consciousness is who can say what what this thing is that if it's if it does seem made up but it could be a higher consciousness that's coming through you know, and until we can say, "Oh, that's what consciousness is," it, you know, who can say it isn't? You know, from a scientific point of view. So you've got to be sort of open-minded and, and allow allow these things to to come through, and, and then just to to watch it and see how it all, it all takes takes shape, really, and uh, yeah. embrace it. Yeah, it's it is a fascinating time, and I think you're right in terms of just some things happened. As it has it been the last few years, or has it been the last decade? But there's been a lot more people becoming aware of their of light language of channeling of all these things it seems to be a real real explosion although we're not seeing on the media and and you you wouldn't know it was happening until you get involved in this in this subject area but it it just it does seem to be you know get expanding at a crazy rate
1: yeah Mm -hmm. it feels to me like we're um in the middle of a quantum leap in the collective consciousness this month like it may to me feels like some kind of, you know, hundredth monkey effect, like enough people are awake that like, boom, we're onto another level. And I don't mean like utopia, everything is resolved. It's not like that, but like people are gonna, how do I, how do I put it? Like manifestations happening so fast. Um, healing is happening so fast, time is moving so fast. And I I feel like it's because there are, and psychic gifts are really, really activating for people both spontaneously and intentionally being cultivated. And I think it's because yeah, enough people are becoming like awake and aware and lucid within this experience that it's kind of like the four minute mile example that we always hear of like before somebody actually did it you know it was just kind of like a pipe dream like it didn't exist and then one person did it and then you know eventually another person then another few people and now it's not even really a thing anymore it's just sort of snowballing isn't it yeah Yeah. Uh,
0: are you aware of rupert sheldrake and his morphic field resonance that he talks about in terms of how um learning new new experiences becomes easier as people around you learn those experiences. So the ability to, um, I don't know, play, play an instrument gets easier as each generation just, or I think he did some experiments, I think with, um, with mice or or, or rats or, or some animal that he, um, he trained, they, they weren't aware of some, um, some expert, they were in a cage and they had this, they had to pull a lever or something to get food and it, they had like a little maze to go through and he, they were, Initially, they took a while to learn it, and then he would put new, um, more uh, rats in, or whatever animal it was, and they would get, they would learn it much quicker. And the next one would learn it much quicker, even though it had no interaction with each other. The fact that the the, the rat mind had had learnt this maze and got it, the next one was able to do. It. And I think it's a similar th- thing going on here. That as more and more people awake, more and more people around them are more able to awake awaken does that make sense so i'm not I don't know if i'm explaining myself very well but it's that's what i feel it like. is it's kind it's, it's of like a self self-fulfilling uh, prophecy
2: i guess
1: yeah yes absolutely i mm. i agree with you 100 and that made total sense to me i think that's exactly what's happening is it's yeah. just like the, the collective mind that we have that we share together it, mm-hmm. it's um really solidifying this information
0: sure and and talking about um this shift what's Um, what is 3D and 5D to you? I I ask this question a lot and uh, I get different perspectives. It's quite interesting to hear how people relate to it.
1: Well, the answer I would have given last year would have been kind of different, but very much the same. Um, But it's expanded for me now. So I don't even believe that we're in the 3D anymore. Um, I believe that we are Like the 3D to me is the experience of being in a physical, it's a physical experience. So when I kind of tune into, you know, let's say the um, 1880s, I believe that was the 3D. Even the 1930s, even the 40s, 50s, I don't know, like dates mean nothing, (laughs) but like energetically that feels like a very 3D time. Um and to me where we are right now is we're purely in the fourth dimension, which is time, space, and the narrative. It's like the dream space, the the astral where stories play out and um unfold over time. So it's like 3D was more of having a relationship with being a physical form in a like in a body on earth and 4d is more like understanding self and evolving that perception of self over time Mm -hmm. and to me 5d is a level of consciousness wherein we are anchored into um, our heart space as like the, the throne of our consciousness. So generally I think we're operating from the mind, um, and the mind projects limitations that aren't objectively true. And we are constantly like analyzing, we're like, we're, we're processing at like a, um, an informational level, processing data and engaging with each other from like um, like, let's say engaging with life choices from like pros and cons lists, kind of that sort of like data analysis. And then 5D to me is when we sort of surrender the idea that our mind can even control for like there's so many unknown variables right Mm -hmm. and and the mind thinks that it knows what's up it it doesn't know what's up (laughs) it Mm -hmm. it knows very very little so when we can get to a point where we are surrendered to the experience of life and we're in a place of self-trust that we can we can meet whatever we experience that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean it's going to feel good but like Mm -hmm. we can handle it and so we no longer attempt to mentally micromanage life Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and we're we're then like kind of you know seated or anchored in our heart space where we're connecting with each other more from a like uh, an economy of love and generosity Uh, an energy exchange of like genuinely caring about another person's well-being but also caring about our own well-being and just kind of like I mean I don't know if you've done mushrooms or anything like that but it's kind of like the space that you get into when you're like on the exact perfect amount of mushrooms (laughs) where you just feel like it's just like life is good you're just kind of blissed yeah. out and you just love you just love yeah i think that that's what the 5d is and i actually saw it one day while i was out for a walk and i just kind of closed my eyes and um just suddenly everything made sense to me and i was like oh that's what's happening is we're kind of like flickering in and out of that heart space
2: mm-hmm.
1: um we're flickering in and out of our light bodies which I think, I mean, we're always in our light body, but, but it's like consciously in our light body. Hmm. And when enough of us anchor into our light body, it's going to pull everyone else up into their light body, um, into that heart space. And the illusion will die and we'll all experience this intense, but temporary ego death. And then what it looked like to me was 5D New Earth is not a different planet. It really doesn't look like a different planet to me. It looks like this, like the consciousness of Gaia, a very similar environment, but way more lush like the mm. plants are huge the the colors are so vivid and everything glows with like an aura because mm. things aren't as solid or dense they are um more light based mm. and so it's not really like a new place it's a new frequency range yeah that is heaven on earth dense. yeah, yeah. It, it feels like that it it just feels like it's it reminds me a lot of avatar um pandora like you know not that you can't get hurt or you can't die or you know it's still it has the the characteristics of a physical environment but the interconnectedness of everything is just so much more like Mm. everybody's so much more aware of it
0: yeah i think um just reflecting back on what you just said um i feel for me, yes. Uh, 3D, very dense experience, very much about survival and the world you live in, the surroundings you live in, all the people around you. It's it's a matter of negotiating how you can just get through each day a little bit. It's called, as you say, it's about the physical experience and the ability to tune into yourself. And these things, just, you just don't get time or con- you're not even consciously aware of the importance of spirituality or being able to tune to yourself is just about trying to just get through each day for a lot of humans back in the 1800s, as you say, or even um, later. So that is a very much 3D. And for me, 5D, as you say, is it the, the world around you, although it looks the same, there's still plants, there's still, you know, animals and everything. And there's still rivers and, and mountains, but it becomes a playground for manifestation. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah. And that's why I'm... Yeah. I feel like I'm tuning into that now in terms of rather than just being here and existing in this random space which is what the old world tells you you're just this random blob of, of matter that somehow is aware of what's going on and we're all just randomly on this planet through through a fluke but now I don't believe that I believe you know as, as a soul I'm eternal in a way I'm part of the the cosmic mind the the global the consciousness of the universe is and I'm, I'm a fractal of it a small element of it experiencing and this experience is all about manifestation of of what I want to manifest it's about it's an, it's an opportunity and this is a very different conscious experience in, in pretty much what is the same the same world in terms of you know all the, the other stuff out there so yeah I think you know so it's just just reflecting back to what you were saying that's kind of how, how I see it
2: 3D
1: to 5D yeah yeah I I agree so much like it's it feels like the it is a playground for manifestation and I also don't feel like it's superior to 3D it's just a different octave uh, of frequency Mm -hmm. um like 3D has its own beautiful uh value you know like um some some of the ways we contextualize it is like the hardships of 3d of like you were talking about survival and stuff like that mm. but it's i think 3d was like very also very much about like uh, an ultra focus dialed in consciousness and like a very strong ego which isn't a mm. bad thing it's it's just like you know, like God self being fractalized into all these individuations and each individuation in the 3D totally believes that this is all that they are and operates from that perspective and Mm -hmm. then creates um, outcomes from that perspective. And we're just in the process of evolving, shifting up to an expanded perspective of self that looks like, you know most of us at least in this community anyway um we might not know exactly who or what we are but we know that we're at least we at least know we're souls we at least Mm -hmm. know like you said that we're um like a fractal of the divine mind and even the way that we like the the outcomes we create even from that perspective are very different
0: yeah totally um How do you describe the matrix? What would you say the matrix is?
1: I I believe that there are two matrices. I believe that there is um, an organic matrix. And to me, what it looks like is, um, it's similar to the movie, The Matrix, um, where everything is code, uh, binary code, but instead of like ones and zeros, I see geometries tiny, tiny little geometries. And it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, if you're like building an environment in AutoCAD or something, like you're like, you know, a computer generated environment and you haven't applied the textures yet. And it's this like blueprint, Mm -hmm. everything is the same substance. And then you apply the textures and oh my gosh, everything looks like a different object.
2: (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I, when I look at the, the world, the organic world, that's what I see is that everything is made up of these um, geometric blueprints. And they're all kind of the same blueprints, slight variations for like a tree will have different, uh, a different geometric, you know, form than a rock, for example, Mm -hmm. um, or a human, for example, but, but they're, they're all geometries so i see that's how i understand that matrix and the um inorganic matrix sort of the false control matrix is like a screen of bullshit that is projected that we this is what i mean by the 4d like where we we i believe that we're actually not really in the physical experience anymore i mean we it, we perceive that we are physical but we are more anchored into our concept of who we are in relationship to narratives and traumas and dramas and stuff. So the false matrix is like the news, but also our entertainment media and our um, social media. And it creates this kind of screen where themes like, you know, like Sam always talks about, it's like a haunted house, like a theme will come up like a boogeyman and be like,
2: Ooh, yeah. here I
1: am. And, and then we react to it. And the reaction tells us like, am I still buying into this? Mm-hmm. Do, do I still, do I believe that it can harm me or d- diminish me? Um, am I afraid of it? Or do I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's it's fine. And you know, no answer is better than the other. I believe that we're all ultimately headed on the path towards um, coming home yeah. to our sovereignty, where we're not being affected by these things. But it's a process to get there, and the the false matrix. I used to like if if we'd been talking in 2020, I would have thought, or even last year, I would have thought of the false matrix as being really negative, and still still myself feeling kind of disempowered to it and angry that we were being lied to and controlled. And now I see that. Um, I do believe that we're being lied to and controlled but that it's actually fine like it doesn't matter in the long run of things it, it really doesn't matter because eventually you wake up to it and you can see it and you just choose to opt out and it's yeah. as simple as that but it's a process to get there
0: <laughs> yeah it feels like um talking about your analogy about playing the piano this this 3d is a certain Notes are being played in a certain range in the piano, and we're shifting to a new range, but those yes. notes are being played. Um, so it's that that part of the matrix we're letting go of that, and it served a purpose, as you say. It, I, I too felt it was a controlling, um, very negative thing, but it was serving a purpose, anchoring in anchoring our experiences in 3D for the time period that it it has done. Now we're Guy has chosen to move to the new octave. It's, it's a choice. It's a new experience, and the, and as you say, it's not a it's not a better thing. It it, it feels more closer to source in terms of um, consciousness, but as consciousness goes, your consciousness wants to experience all octaves of the piano. It wants to dive deep to the bottom and go right to the top, and all all notes in the piano are equally important, I guess, in a, in, a, in a way to create this sort of symphony so I'm I'm quite grandiose now but uh, I I guess um yeah it guys and as as this collective consciousness on earth is is shifting to to a new octave and and that's that's what we're doing basically yeah
1: yeah I I think that's a perfect analogy totally like the those those bass notes are so beautiful they aren't bad when we, I think when we experience them, it's a little bit more intense and lonely, but again, that also brings me to this, like, I don't believe, you know, sometimes we, we really shit on earth or I, I hear people shit on earth and shit on humans and like humanity and all, oh, we're such a, like, we're so screwed up and all this. And I don't believe that we are immature souls being here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe that it like soul maturity even necessarily like works in that kind of hierarchy. i I do believe that like eventually um a given body of consciousness becomes ascended enough that it no longer it it's like if it goes back deep into the game deep into that like deep three d world, it just knows the whole time that it's a game. so it doesn't mm. really like when you've mastered Super Mario yeah. or something and you know um, it's just too easy yeah. now, but but I I think that like being a human, being in 3D is a very um, high level, like super challenging. It's a super challenging ta- or task or a game or adventure for a given soul consciousness. And that there's no need to be so hard on ourselves for the way that we are here. We, we can always aim to do better,
2: mm.
1: but you know, the, the illusion runs deep.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how special Earth is in the cosmos, in this tiny blue orb in the Milky Way, but it does seem to be a specific or a particular realm where we are able to engage and to spiritually learn, engage with our traumas and and to go through a lot of shit. <laughs> um, I don't know how many other worlds are out there that allow for that experience. And it right now you might think it's a being here and we would like to go and experience um a world of bliss but actually when you're out in that bliss state you'd probably want to come back and experience it again in a, in a weird way from that highest perspective you'll say wow that's that's an experience to have to be on earth and to, to go through the minefield of all the traumas and, and limiting belief systems that you have to that you seem to just have programmed into you from an early age and you have to spend the rest of your life trying to deprogram.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like, see, it's yeah. not an amateur game at all. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> totally. So, um, you've mentioned, um, quite recently on your podcast about quantum timeline healing. I wonder if you could elaborate on what, what that is.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so this is something that I've been doing in the Akashic records for a while. Um, and it's really amazing. What I found is that, you know, my favorite, my favorite, favorite readings to do are when somebody comes with like a thing that it's like you know like a bugaboo like it's bothering them it's in their blind spot they can't see it with clarity but it's the energy is pretty focused on it um and then I can connect to whatever past lives or um uh what's the word I'm looking for like concurrent lives, you know, whatever other lives it's connected to. Um, and from there, you can find like every lifetime has like alternate timelines, right? So, so if we look at your life, Joe, you're, you have various probable timelines You have infinite possible timelines and you have various probable timelines. And your consciousness is um, animating the timeline that based like a particular timeline based on the choices that you make. Mm -hmm. Um, So say if you were dealing with a trauma or something was coming up for you. You were have like you kept having this repeating pattern, and it was driving you crazy. And you were like, "What?" Or somebody is really aggravating you. Like you know, some people have really difficult relationships with their parents, and they're like, "What? Like what do I need to know to be released from this hell?" Um, then let's say we go into your Akashic records and we find, "Oh, this is related to another life wherein you were." Um, uh an indigenous person in a you know part of the amazon jungle and you were you felt like you were i don't know attacked by somebody and you know you were killed or something like that and it, it, it made you really angry and there's still a lot of anger there um when i tune into that life then the next point where the healing happens is i ask the question like what other potential timelines were available like actually probable so i'm not making up a different timeline it's like what other things could have happened that are available and it's almost like so then so then i see the person like the indigenous person let's say that you used to be in a past life hypothetically and i see Um, an alternative timeline where you were attacked it's not necessarily always about avoiding the catalyzing experience but it's like you were attacked but in this timeline just as you were about to give up you thought about your you know your wife Who was expecting a child, and you suddenly felt a surge of like, "No, I'm not going to die," and you were able to fend off the person who was attacking you and defend yourself, and so you lived. And you know, then we see you through to the other, like to through that trauma. Um, It's it actually heals that that thing because it's like your consciousness in that life got to experience a different outcome. So maybe I'll use a better example, like something I've actually seen for myself. I, I had this pattern of overbooking myself, like when I was working at a more traditional job as a midwife and then as well, when I was doing um, one-on-one Akashic readings, I would just let myself get overbooked no matter how hard I tried to have strong boundaries. It was like, I was working myself to the bone. It was crazy. And I was like, why does this keep happening? Like I know, and I create these intentions. I set my hours and things keep sneaking in meetings and whatever, Mm -hmm. friends asking for a session, whatever stuff. And it's like, why, why, why? I know this isn't just about this life. And so I went into my own Akashic field and I found um, a life that was connected to where I was a nurse during what feels like probably the American revolution because it feel it was pre-modern there was not a lot of modernity very 3d and I was a nurse in a makeshift hospital and there were just casualties rolling in and they were like it was disastrous like I mean you know things we could not heal and repair Mm -hmm. with our technology that we had available and I also unbeknownst to anyone had tuberculosis while I was working and I there were just casualties pouring in all the time and I kept working and working and like I would you know sleep for maybe two or three hours and keep working and working and and I just dropped dead um, mm-hmm. in that life while I wow. was working okay. and so there was this energy in the background for me in, in this life of like for some reason, I can't say no to anything. Things keep pouring in. I can't, like my boundaries aren't strong enough and I don't know why. And so when I went in to do a healing for myself, a quantum timeline healing, I found a potential timeline wherein somebody recognized, like saw me coughing up some blood and recognized that I was sick. And, um, took me to a different wing of this makeshift hospital and put me in bed and I still died but I died resting and that mm-hmm. made all the difference it, it sounds mm-hmm. really trivial but it was actually like a huge like I could palpably feel the relief of because okay. it's an aspect of my consciousness that was still playing that like almost like a ghost yeah yeah I was gonna I was time. gonna ask
0: I was gonna ask actually, about what you thought around the paranormal ghost. So I think you've 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 um described it there in a sense. it's it's kind of consciousness still replaying loops in in some way. Yes. it just needs, yeah. needs releasing, yeah,
1: yes, yeah, i I actually think that we are we are ghosts. like we're I think that's also what soul retrieval is, but I didn't really need to retrieve that piece of my soul. It's like I just needed to get her out of that looping, like, Work, work 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 until you literally die and then it's like mm-hmm. not even acknowledging that i died just continuing in that yeah. energy right um mm-hmm. but i i believe that i believe even in our lives like even as i am right now as amy i am like i probably have ghost aspects of me that i'm and i believe that's why the healing path is so important for all of us because like say for example well i remember going for a walk in an old neighborhood that i used to live in once and I walked by the house that we had an apartment in me and my friends and I could feel I was like oh my god I'm still there it was the weirdest thing it was like before you know I was as awake as I am now so I just thought I was crazy but I remember that like I could feel my own like an aspect of me was still in that house my energy was still in the house and I figured out later how to call myself back but i think that happens for a lot of us like we just you know keep calm carry on but there's pieces of ourselves that get sort of left behind in like um strongly emotionally charged spaces or times Mm -hmm. where we didn't fully metabolize what we were experiencing
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and it sounds like um the importance of healing is to um to go back into what we're saying earlier about deprogramming and these sort of programs that we're born somehow with programs from previous lives and part of it part of the experience on earth is to deprogram to undo and to and that's part part of the the healing what do you say
1: yeah yeah and and it liberates so much of our energy towards that sovereignty and creatorship Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. hard to be in in our um like our true creatorship and like manifesting in the way that we actually are capable of doing when there's, you know, unresolved traumas in our energy field and pieces of ourselves that are so painful that we don't really know how to look at them. So we compartmentalize them and try to avoid it. Like that's not a place where we're in our personal power. And if we're not in our personal power, then it's really hard to actually create what we want to experience rather than just sort of maintaining as best we can.
0: Sure. Um, I wonder if we can change tack now and, and move into uh, what's going on with regards to UFO disclosure, because it's quite an exciting time. I wonder if you, did you see the um, congressional hearings that were on? I don't know if they'll amount to anything, but it seems that the, the snowball on that that front is is rolling and getting faster and faster. So uh, do, do you follow the sort of, the aspects of UFO disclosure that's going on right now?
1: I'm not following anything that's going on right now, but (laughs) I am interested in these things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So um, do you have any thoughts on sort of timelines regarding the disclosure? Do you have any thoughts about when we might, um, as a collective, be um, just basically aware that we're not alone fully and we can embrace the various uh, beings out there?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be fairly soon um, which is a vague like what does soon even mean. Yeah. but it feel it does feel like it is like going to happen. like even if this um, you know what you were referring to a, a congressional hearing, is that what it was?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Even if that doesn't amount to anything, like I don't <sighs> okay, so I'm gonna back up for a second. The reason that I think it's going to be soon is because I think there are way too many of us that kind of know that we're not humans, even if we're in a human experience, that we carry a consciousness that isn't human and like we know it in a different way than we used to know it. Like, you know, like in 2015, 2016, it's like we heard about it, but it wasn't, and like it's you know, it was kind of like, oh, maybe that's me, but also. there was a schism, there was a disconnect. And I feel like that gap is closing. And so there are a lot of us that are like, holy shit, I'm not a human. I am in a human incarnation. And so in a sense, I'm human, but my consciousness is from elsewhere. And like, even to my dream experience, just the other night, that was my first time having like, to me, that was a contact experience. It wasn't a, it wasn't a dream. I, like, I was on a ship. I remember exactly what the being looked like. Um, it was fascinating. And I knew that I was one of them and that I'm like, they were telling me like, okay, it's time now for you to start speaking in light language. And that will help others to remember who they are. Mm-hmm. And, um, I know I'm not alone in this. I think that there are so like, even just, I only shared it once on my social media and got, you know, to me, it felt like a a big response of people being like, yeah, I like, I knew I wasn't human. Like, I know I'm not human. Um, and so I believe that there's going to be a point where the government is going to like for damage control reasons you know they're going to have to um participate in like a disclosure that and and I don't really trust the government like I don't think that they're going to tell the the mm. truth completely like they'll tell a partial truth or whatever because mm. I really do think that they're operating from a damage control place but I feel like there's a point that's coming um I I believe that we're it's happening this year now whether they disclose it this year or not I don't know it might actually be 2023 or possibly 2024 but by then I think most people even the ones who are still kind of asleep in the sense that they you know
0: they're not engaging with it at all
1: yeah but it's also like even as I say that I'm like they're not most of them aren't really asleep anymore they just are they it's too confronting for them they're just choosing it you know what I Mm -hmm. mean like yeah they can feel it too but it's it's jarring and they're not quite ready to allow it all in but they aren't Mm -hmm. asleep most people aren't asleep the way that they were in
2: 2019 Mm -hmm. yeah
0: I think I can I can agree to that in terms of people I talk to who I am not necessarily you know engaging on topics like expanding consciousness with but when you hear um the ufo topic uh discussed amongst these people that they are open to it they're just they're not they're not completely dismissing it. i think the stigma has gone um, in terms well it's going it may be gone in terms of um, people saying that you sound like crazy if you say anything other than rolling universe you know so yeah it's um it's, it's around the corner, I, I think so too. I think by 2024, uh, which is crazy to think, given where we were in 2019, 2020, uh, how quickly what this, this turnaround could be. You know? And I know 2024 still seems quite far away, but you know, the grand scheme of things, in what, two, three, four years, it's, it's quite incredible trans, uh, change. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in terms of, uh, as this podcast called Up the Vibe, What do you recommend for people who want to raise their vibration and and open their third eye, awaken their third eye?
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like there's never been a better time. It's never been easier than it is right now. And my main tip I think would be that like, so I have a couple and they're, they're fairly new downloads for me. The first one is really 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 to clean out and clear out our bodies and our physical spaces um to really curate our physical space for example like i say this as a cluttery person you can see i have not unloaded all of my totes in the background (laughs) from our move um it's you know like it's it's a process right but i i started getting these instructions that it's time now to let go of everything that we've been holding on to whether it's for sentimental reasons or for kind of like, you know, like, like prep, like, you know, wanting to be prepared kind of reasons. Um, Or even that we just have objects in our lives because the rat race is so busy that we don't have time to like, like, it's so easy to bring things into our home takes a lot of time to sort through it and get rid of stuff. Um, So it's not a pressure thing, but it's like something about liberating ourselves from the attachments that we have. And the, the constructs Mm -hmm. is really important. Um, Getting rid of things from our space really intentionally does a lot to bring our consciousness back into coherence uh, as well as our physical body. And um, I shared on my last podcast episode, I kind of went on a rant that, I don't believe that we have to be vegan or vegetarian in order to raise our vibration. I think that's a myth and it can be quite destructive if people just follow it um, and override their own intuition and what their body is actually asking for. Mm -hmm. I believe that what, what we're being called to is to eat more intentionally, consume more intentionally and, try to eliminate processed foods as much as possible because Mm. our body doesn't recognize that as food our energy Mm. field doesn't recognize it it's been altered it's not um it's not of value to us and it just holds our vibration down and then the other thing is a piece of information that came through recently. That's so interesting where I became aware that like, you know, we're all having traumas come up all the time right now, like 2020, 2021, even 2022 have been so confronting. <laughs> like Our shadow is being thrown in our face from a million different directions. The, you know, our relationships with people have been tested. It's been a very, very intense period, but the, the, Um, directive that I got recently is that you know we're still having things come up but now rather than having to deconstruct it and do a lot of trauma healing we're it's we're just in a release phase and it's time to release that information up to data collection there's like a data collection department of consciousness (laughs) Mm -hmm. that is using everything that we've been through like like we no longer have to carry this shit around in our energy fields as like part of us. So it it's not a spiritual bypassing thing because the process of data collection kind of still means that we have to feel it. But like, for example, I just had a really like this past week, I had um, like survival and scarcity money things come up for me, like super, super triggered. And you know, brought up lots of anxiety and kind of something I haven't dealt with at this level in a long time and this morning I finally was like oh my god right just send it up to data collection just just like (laughs) this doesn't have to mean anything about you or for you it doesn't mean like you know whatever happened in the past isn't yours anymore because it's kind of like the Amy that I was in the past She's already gone. It doesn't exist anymore. So I can just, I still have to feel it, but then I just send it up to data collection and then it's out of my field. It doesn't belong to me anymore. And I instantly, like, it's gone. The external circumstances haven't changed, but I just don't feel Mm -hmm. um, burdened by it anymore. And I'm seeing that coming up with a lot of things like the trauma that we have all experienced and has become an integrated aspect of who we believe we are now we just get to release it and disentangle ourselves from it where it's just like oh I was never that like it's almost like somebody else had the experience does that make sense
0: mm-hmm. uh yeah I think in in terms of um being able to sort of witness your own life almost like like it's a movie in its own right. <laughs> yeah. it's all part it's all part of um going I, I like to think of myself as going down a stream and you, you can you can choose to go with the stream or against it um but at the end of the day it's all it's all just happening and it's all it's just flowing and it's all part of a movie and it's it's best to experience it and just go with the flow than to, to butt against the uh the edges and uh um in terms of what you're saying it you you kind of part of it you experiencing it and it's all very important but it's 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 not you it's your it's your consciousness experiencing this reality for, yeah. for reasons that you might not re- understand, but at a higher level, the higher the consciousness level, you can see why it's playing out and the importance of it from the whole galactic consciousness as a whole. And the just the need to experience all the different multidimensional realities of our possibilities. As long as if consciousness is trying to answer the questions of what is good and what is evil? What is free will? What are, these are sort of fundamental questions. To answer those, how do you answer those? You have to have experiences and, and we're, we're part yeah. of those experiences.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. That's beautifully yeah. put. Exactly. like We are just, um, we are like portals of experience so that those questions could get answered. And none of the things that we go through actually mean anything about us. It's kind of like remembering that you are, not the character in the game you're the gamer playing mm-hmm. the character and so like mm-hmm. if you were playing Red Dead Redemption <laughs> and your horse got killed your character might feel something about that but the gamer doesn't because it's a game so mm-hmm. it, but it, it I really have to stress that this is not this is new. It wasn't like this for us before. I think it has to do with that raise in consciousness. And also, um, I am not talking about spiritual bypassing. I'm not saying like, oh, there's a higher reason for everything to happen. And so we don't need to feel it. It's like, no, you just feel it with no resistance to the feeling, like all the pain comes from resisting the intensity of, Mm -hmm. you know, an Mm -hmm. uncomfortable feeling. But when you just kind of, that's what I mean by data collection. Like this morning when I was like, Oh, Amy, stop fighting it. Just feel it, feel all of the anxiety, all the survival triggers, whatever. And then like let it go up to data collection and then carry on. Cause it doesn't mean anything about you or for you. Um, then it was like, it finally got to be liberated out of my field. So my mm-hmm. frequency can go back up again.
0: Yeah, totally. Oh, it's not really amazing. Uh, Chat and uh, I wonder how, how could people reach you and find out more about you and your podcast?
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. It's so my podcast is Third Eye Awakening and it is on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher Breaker, all the places, Um, pretty much all the places. I think it's also on YouTube and you can also just find me at my website, which is amybelair.com I have um, some low cost programs around developing our psychic abilities, which I'm really excited about as well as some light codes that I channeled over the last year um, to facilitate our Ascension. And I always have kind of higher level mentorship and group programs for people who are like, "Yep, yeah, I need to go down this path and I need to go all in. Okay. Um, and on Instagram, I am cosmic.oracle. And uh, I have a free Facebook group called Soul Space, which is uh, an amazing place to come and share the the experiences that you're having and ask your questions. It's like sure. such a beautiful community. Everybody's so supportive and loving there.
0: And I forgot to say at the start, congratulations for reaching your hundred episodes, hundred shows. You. What are you calling? Yeah, <laughs> great achievement. Yes. But, well, thank you again. Hopefully, we can uh, speak a, speak a third time one day.
1: Yes, I'm sure that we will, Joe. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun to talk with you.